In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. And so I want to let you know what I do to physically provide for my family. These are the five B's. These are, in my opinion, in order of importance. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we We salute salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos here with my good friend Dale Culver. How you doing, man? I'm great. What do you got for Man Law today? The last two have been pretty creative. Oh, you're going to like this one. You're going to love it. Keep your eyes on Jesus and not the media. Oh, oh <laughs> seriously. I've been going back and forth between one very liberal media source and one very conservative one, and it's like they're so far from each other, I don't know what the truth is. Polar, opposite. <clears throat> well, and even worse is are these blog writers, which I am one, and posting these scientific things and research, you don't know what you're talking about. So we got to be really careful where we're gathering our information, really, really careful, and uh, and not panic about the information we're reading off of a blog from some 24-year-old or 74-year-old. We need to have scientific research that has across-the-board empirical evidence and uh, we get very careful about these emotional knee-jerk responses. And so what are the numbers and what are they saying? And be very, very objective. And that, this is the problem with people is they get into the subjectiveness and it ruins them. And in a, in a pandemic situation like this or a natural disaster, the most important resource we have is between our ears. We need to keep it together. And if we don't spend our life preparing, Matthew Henry once said, a man ought to spend every day preparing for the final day. Benjamin Disraeli once said, I spent uh, successes for a man to be ready when he when his time comes. And I think it was Mark Twain who said, I spent all my day, life becoming an overnight success. And the, 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 the concept there is you have to be mentally preparing for the, the moment when it comes. I'm dressing different when I go to work now than I normally dress. My wife said, why are you dressing different? And I said, because I want to have a mental understanding of where we are. I want my mind... To, to represent, and I want my physical dress to represent that we are in a state of war. We are calling our president a wartime president. So this is not business as usual. There is stuff going on that's very, very serious. And so that's what I want to talk about. You know, one of the things that I feel like in the church sometimes 
we get so wrapped up in discipleship and Bible studies that we don't offer practical insights for men. So we're taking a break here during this pandemic situation and really want to help men understand what it means to prepare uh, as a man to prepare and provide and lead your family through this crisis. And I think the physical preparation is a real important component. We need to physically provide for our families. And I mentioned this in our Dare to Prepare podcast, our hour-long episode. I wanted to break this down. So I want to talk about five things a man should physically provide for his family. I call this the five Bs. So very, very simple. So first of all, again, I want to add a caveat. I'm not a pro. I'm just a layman who's been uh, preparing and taking care of my family and, and doing things that work for me. I'm on a pastor's budget, and so when I prepare, just know I'm preparing on a budget. I'm not just throwing money at things, and um, I'm also a man who's a committed follower of Jesus Christ. I don't live in fear. I think fear is uh, not a biblical principle unless it's responded and reacted with faith, and so I want to respond to uh, potential uh, precarious situations with faith and courage. I want to respond in courage, not shrink back in fear. And I think when we get to a place of panic, we're in trouble. And so I want to let you know what I do to physically provide for my family. These are the five Bs. These are, in my opinion, in order of importance. The first thing I want to do for my family is I want to I want to provide for the first B is body. So I want to raise my family. If you have kids in the home, you want to be careful what you allow in your home as far as food goes. You want to, for, for me, it's very simple, and I don't do a great job of this, but my kids all grew up, were, were high-level athletes, uh, were very, very fit young men, still are to this day. And so just very basic with food, I want to go with naked foods, you know, foods I can recognize. If I can't tell what the original food source is, that's probably not a good idea. If you can't recognize it, don't buy it. And then stay away from anything with hydrogenated oils or anything with high fructose corn syrup. So if you look on the back of the label, if it has something like that, you want to avoid it. <clears throat> if you have to look on the back of a label, there that probably is a warning that you're probably not eating a great food source anyway. So I, I just food is very, very important. Uh, drinking, as far as alcohol, my rule on alcohol as a follower of Jesus uh, is this. If you have a tolerance to alcohol, you may have a problem with alcohol. And it, Andy Stanley says, if anyone you know says you have a problem with alcohol, you have a problem with alcohol. So you really need to control your alcohol. Uh, what you ingest as far as tobacco, drugs, you know, be very, very careful with these things, uh, especially being addicted to them. That's a huge issue. And then as far as fitness goes, you know, I, I would say you need to exercise to maintain a fit body. You need to exercise more than you don't. So four days a week minimum if you do not have a physically demanding job. If you're a landscaper, if you're a guy, a construction worker, your job is already physically demanding. That is a workout. Uh, so I would. I have a friend who's a landscaper. He spends. He walks seven miles, eight miles a day doing landscaping stuff. So, I would also say avoid fat bombs. Avoid fat bombs. A fat bomb is a computer, TV, video games, anything that sits you in front of a screen or monitor for hours and hours on end. You need to avoid those things. So these are things you need to do to take care of your body. Number two, band aids. So when I talk about band aids, that B stands for uh, medications. So I'm on high blood pressure medication. So medication. Uh, supplements, I take probably seven to 10 supplements a day, natural supplements, anti-inflammatory medicines, uh, antibiotics. Every time we go to Mexico uh, or Belize on vacation, we come home with antibiotics and we store them in our freezer and we use them. We actually do use them pretty regular. Uh, toilet paper, paper towels, tampons. Uh, we have a medical kit, uh, masks. We were a lot of me, a lot of stuff in the media about the N95 masks. 
So we actually, as a family, do have uh, uh, family storage of N95 masks, just enough for our family. Uh, gloves, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, rubbing alcohol, these types of things. Number three, this is beans. And under beans, I want to I want to emphasize water is part of this. In Oregon, we have tons of water. Water is not an issue, but if you're in California, if you're in some of these places where water is more scarce, you need to have a way to store your water, to collect your water, uh, and you can research all of this online. As far as food goes, again, I do the rule of three. So three days worth of food is in my refrigerator. Three weeks worth of food is in my pantry. Three to six months worth of food is in my shed or my garage. And when I'm talking about uh, food for three to six months, and I've mentioned this before, I personally have opted for foods that I only have to add water to to make them a viable food source. Peanut butter, coffee, polenta. Uh, I I store various seeds, not for eating, but for planting. So various forms of vegetable seeds, dehydrated fruits or vegetables, pasta. And I have them in, and I also store the pasta with little sauce, uh, packets that are that are a powder in powder form pancake mix with syrup sea salt rice beans sugar powdered sugar powdered milk is huge if you're gonna have coffee you might as well have powdered milk and we had a great episode we've got a great episode coming up uh, on how to roast your own coffee that you'll really really appreciate dehydrated eggs dehydrated potatoes all these things you can go to any store with bulk food section and you can store these and the way i store them is I buy five-gallon buckets, and you can get them at Lowe's. You can buy them anywhere you want. You can also buy they call their. You can also buy a food storage-friendly bucket, but it doesn't matter because you're not going to store the food in the bucket. You're going to store the food in a five-gallon Mylar bag. You can find those anywhere. You're going to pour the food into the Mylar bag. You're going to put an oxygen absorber in that Mylar bag, and you're going to zip tie that Mylar bag and keep it airtight. That Mylar bag will be in the five-gallon bucket, and then what I do is I buy gamma lids. You need to go look at this, gamma lids. These things pop onto your five-gallon bucket with a, with a hard fist slam or a rubber hammer, and they actually unscrew. They can unscrew right out of your five-gallon bucket. These things are beautiful. They come multicolored. You can color coordinate your food sources. They are awesome. So I, that's how I do it. It's a very clean way to store food. And it's really, really nice. And so if you're on a budget, you can go to the store and spend five extra dollars every time on one of these food sources. And then once you fill your Mylar bag, get it in your five-gallon bucket and go to the next food source. And, and you'd be shocked at how much you can store in the course of a year. Uh, as far as bullets go, uh, I've talked about this before. I know a lot of people have weird vibes about guns and ammo. But as far as bullets go, I, I'm a big fan of five, the five-gun rule. You know, I want to have a 22 or 17, so a, a rimfire a rifle for small game, that type of thing. I want to have a large bore rifle, preferably in a 30 caliber, which would be like a hunting rifle. I want to have some kind of black gun, uh, some kind of gun I could use to defend my family, which would be like an AR-15, AK-47. Uh, I use an M1A1. Uh, or And I also want to have a shotgun for a game and then a, one pistol, so five guns. Rim fire, large bull center fire, bore center fire, black gun, shotgun, pistols. I want to have 500 rounds of shotgun ammo, 500 rounds of pistol, and 1,000 per rifle. That's minimum. I know guys that say 10,000, but minimum. <clears throat> I want to have, under under bullets, I want to have comms. So maybe a CB radio, ra- a hand radio, a way to communicate with others. I also have a hand wine 
uh, to uh, radio that I can get news and stuff if I if I do that. Uh, I also have reloading gear, which is great for bartering. Uh, bartering. I keep all my old brass primers, powder bullets, and and the dies to reload. So that type of thing. So, and the last thing is bullion or bartering goods. So do whatever you want with a B there. It's it's storing things that you can trade out, right? So in this day and age, toilet paper is probably going for high high premium. Uh, but I would I would use the my reloading gear, old brass, uh, bu- actual live bullets precious metals these types of things so guys these are this is what we do I, I don't do it as good as some i do it a lot better than others but it and i would say this guys and, I, and this is going to sound a little controversial your number one priority is to your family before anybody else so when the government is telling you don't go to the store and hoard i have a, a disagreement with that and and here's why i'm not saying hoard but what i'm saying is go to the stores while they're still open and get food to take care of your family for at least a month. You know, go in and buy some of these foods I told you. Just add water to them. Don't panic. Don't freak out. Just go in there. Uh, put on your gloves. Hand, sanitize. Stay away from people. Practice social distancing. When you hand your debit card or whatever, clean it afterwards. But but you really do need to take care of your family. Do not trust somebody else to take care of your family. Once your family is taken care of, you can help other people out. So, guys, hope that helps you out. Head on over to our website. MenInTheArena.org, grab a free copy of my bathroom book for men. When you do, I'll add you to our equipping blast that goes out to thousands of men around the world. It's a great, great resource, guys. Until next time, feel the wet sound on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Store it up. Grind it out. And be a man. Men in the Arena is a nonprofit, crowdfunded organization that exists to inspire men to become their best version. We're able to freely offer this podcast, weekly equipping blasts, discussion forums, plus our small group resources to the three M's, active military, missionaries, and men in underdeveloped nations. This could only happen because of a large group of generous donors like you. You can find out more about how to support our ministry at meninthearena.org. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.